Well, some of you guys were here for the evening meeting Saturday night, Sabbath night, when Pastor Gates was really challenging us, we need to give all for God because he's coming soon. And I had asked him the question, well, what do you do with fear? Because I'm a very fearful person. And I was really struggling with it all through his sermon because I've always wanted the end times to come, but I didn't want to live through them. I was praying that maybe I would die or die in a plane crash or something. Anyhow, obviously I'm still alive. So after his meeting, I went up and talked to him, and he prayed with me. And I just, I went back to my room that night, and my husband wasn't there. And I thought, okay, I'm going to put this to the test. And I turned off all the lights, because I usually sleep with a light on when my husband isn't there. I turned off all the lights, shut all the curtains, and I prayed. And I said, God, if I'm going to survive through the time of trouble, I've got to be able to sleep in my own room with the lights out. And you know what? It was really amazing. I've never had this happen before. But I went to sleep right away, and I woke up, and there were hymns going through my head. It was really awesome. And God woke me up really early that morning, and I was able to spend time praying with him. And I think probably the thing that I took away most from this weekend is we don't have to be scared of the end times. We can be ready. And right now is the opportunity to be preparing our hearts, our lives. And even if it's just something simple like me being scared of the dark or you being scared to witness or something, we don't have to. We can give that fear to God. He will take it away, and we will be the generation that finishes the work. Good morning. My name is Bless. I came from uh, the Valley of Death. San Bernardino. Um, I just had to tell this testimony. and um, At first, I wasn't going to go to this meeting because I recently got into an accident, and it was my fault. So a lot of money just emptied my bank account, you know. We got, I got sued also. And um, I came to a Bible study that we go on Sunday. It's at Jason's house, 7 o'clock, sharp. <laughs> and... Um, a brother came to me, and I'm really glad he did. He said, so blessed, are you going? I was like, you know, brother, I would if I had the money. And he was like, what, you don't have money? So I told him what happened. And he was like, you know what, here's $40. I was like, you know, no one really gives me $40. So I was like, wow, brother really wants me to come. This must be a really, you know, powerful blessing. So he asked, right, and the, the fee was $90. So I was like, can you come up with $50? In my head, I was like, what, $50? you got to consider, I'm a student. I'm really poor. <laughs> and, um, and then he said, can you come up with $50? But because he really wants me to come, I was like, you know what, I will. I'll come up with it. I started start praying with the Lord. I was like, Lord, I need money. And uh, you would have said that are, silver and gold are yours. So if you want me to come, provide me with the money. So um, a week later, uh, an, an old lady who was my mom's former employer, she needed help to move. So I was like, all right, we'll help you. Uh, I, I brought some friends. And then she said, oh, I'll pay you. I was like, no, it's all right. No, we're big guys. We'll help you out. At the end of the day, we're about to go home. She was like, oh, you're about to go home. Yeah. So she took out her checkbook. I was like, oh, man, this is very unnecessary. So she ran down. I was expecting, you know, $20 for four of us, right, you know, just to buy gas. But when I looked at it, I was like, she wrote down $150 for four of us for a four-hour, you know, moving. So I was like, wow. So we shared it to our friends. Like, guys, we're going to Southwest Youth Conference. 
But anyway, it was still, there's still some money missing, so. And then my, and when I got home, um, my dad asked me, see, he does, uh, um, housekeeping, and he was kind of tired that day. He's like, hey, can you, uh, can you do this job for me, you know? Just 15 minutes, clean the bathroom. I was like, all right. You're my dad. I love you. I'll help you out. So when I cleaned it, I came back home, you know. I was singing scripture songs, you know. I'm going to Southfield Youth Conference, but I'm still missing some cash. So when I got home, my dad woke up, you know. He was like, and he ripped it out. I was like, oh, here's for you. I was like, $50? What for? You, know, you, you helped me out. I was like, for 15 minutes, $50? I, was like, right, I love you, Dad, you know? <laughs> so I had some cash, you know? So I was like, all right, I'm going. And I convinced my friend. I brought a few, five or four. Yeah, so praise the Lord. And um, when I got here, wow. It was uh, last, the challenges, you know. See, I have a problem with uh, spiritual cowardness that uh, I'm not willing to, you know, stay, take that giant leap for the Lord. But uh, after all the testimonies from David Gates, his experiences, I was like, wow. <laughs> well, why am I scared about, you know? There's a guardian angel, you know, maybe like six times or seven times bigger than me that's always guarding my ways. And uh, when I had the accident, I believe he was there because... I hit a truck head-on, my car was wrecked, and there was not a single scratch. The, the windshield broke, and the paramedic came and was like, what? why are you still alive? I was like, what do you mean I'm still alive? I look at the car, it was, I was totaled. So, and then uh, this weekend, praise the Lord that I was able to, by the grace of God, I was able to give up one thing that really got in the way of my relationship with the Lord. And we all have that. And uh, I thank you so much. That the Holy Spirit, it moved my heart, and uh, it, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to commit my life to the Lord again. Thank you. Thank you. And the way he introduced himself is the way I would like all of the rest of you to. Just tell us your name and where you're from, and that's what I've been asked to tell all of you. So, so. We'll look forward to hearing from more of you now. My name is Stephanie, and I'm very blessed to be a part of the Advent Hope Sabbath School. And I believe that three years ago, God let me, led me to Loma Linda, and I didn't know why at the point. But I think that was a big part of it, to learn as much as I have and made the friends that I have in this group. And yesterday was my 30th birthday. I'm not ashamed of my age, I guess. I'm <laughs> not quite old enough for that, but um, God has blessed me with 30 years of life. But I was thinking up to this time, I was thinking, oh man, I'm turning 30. This is just a big jump. It just seems so weird to be moving to this decade. And um, for one thing, I was thinking about, well, you know, what would you like to do the most on your 30th birthday? Have a big party and have all your friends there and go to a spa or something, you know, really relaxing. But this was the best way you could possibly spend a birthday, especially an important one like that. And I was also thinking coming up to this that I'm turning this age and what have I not accomplished yet in my life that I wish that I had, you know, when you're a teenager. By the time I'm 30, I'm going to be married and have kids and have a career and everything. But I just think that... The way things have turned out have been perfect the way God has planned. And um, with my career, I'm a classical musician, and I think that if I had been more successful in the world's 
standards for what I do, I would have encountered a lot of problems. I mean, just difficulties with different kinds of concerts on Sabbath that I wouldn't be interested in doing and rehearsals and various things that would be a problem if I were in a big orchestra or something like that and had to perform all the time. And um, I'm blessed with being a teacher, a violin teacher, and I have wonderful kids that I teach at Loma Linda Academy, and I can minister to them, hopefully. And um, just all of the things that I look back on my life that I wish that I would have accomplished, it doesn't really matter. The most important thing that matters is that you make progress every day with your walk with God and your relationship. And um, even if you're not where you want to be at a certain time, if you're going that direction, then you know that God will guide you all the way. So I think that this was the best birthday gift that I could have had. (laughs) My name is Janine, Janine Cowell, and I'm also blessed to be in Loma Linda, um, California, at Advent Hope. And last night, I was challenged um, by Peter's message to ask God to search our own hearts, to know our own selves. And as I had the privilege to do that this morning um, by the river, um, I realized that the message that David Gates gave us earlier in the week... um, of praying that God would help us to detach so that we could move forward. As I was praying, God, show me myself. God really, really does do that when you pray it earnestly. And sometimes it's scary. You're like, whoa, Lord, <laughs> have mercy. But, <laughs> but as I was praying that and God was showing me areas where I need to detach myself so that I can be all that he wants me to be, you know, I was claiming victory. And I was remembering the promise that David Gates was sharing as well. Um, He first actually shared it to a few of us at a table. um, And he said, wherever you put the sole of your foot, claim that for God. And I started thinking, um, I'm actually one of the only Adventists in my family, just my mom and myself. I started thinking, you know, Lord, I have been an Adventist for almost half my life. And I, it's about time, I put the sole of my foot on my family and really, truly claim them for God. And so I don't know about the rest of you, but um, that has been my challenge. And so as I was sitting there by that river this morning, and um, actually I was going to try to go jogging with Rachel, but I missed you. But God gave me the richest blessing that I needed for this morning. And as I was praying, I was watching the water go down. I thought, what a privilege that we have had to be here with young people together at Southwest Youth Conference But it is time now for us to go forward, go down the valley, take the message, take the truth. Because if we stay up here and we hold all of this stuff just for ourselves and we don't go out and share it, we're not going to be like that river that flows, that river that gives life and the water rushes forth. But we need to be like that river that just goes down the valley and spreads life to all around us. So... I want to challenge each and every one of us here this morning that we won't just stay up here. This mountaintop experience has been wonderful. It's been a blessing. But now let's go down into the valley and share. And wherever God calls us to put the sole of our foot, let's claim it for the Lord.
My name is Amber Strother, and um, I live in Loma Linda, too, like a bunch of us do. But um, I think the thing that's happened to me, that's been shown to me the most this weekend, is that, well, I thought I was pretty good before I came. You know, I was like, well, I'm a vegetarian. I've been a Seventh-day Adventist my whole life. And, uh, you know, I go to Loma Linda, which is like a little sacred community. And, and um so I thought, well, I, I, you know, and I'm not really attached to anything in this world. And then um, when David Gates was here and was saying, you know, you need to turn your your assets into into money and then turn that money into souls and just keep, you know, making it multiply. Everything that you have that you can put into it, just turn it to souls. And, and you need to go home and, you know, you have stuff to go through stuff that you need to get rid of to make your life better. And then, and then we had the sermons that were saying, you know, you, you need to live a simple life and look different from everybody else. And I always thought, oh, it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. It's inside that counts. But I've come to realize this weekend that I do have stuff to give up. And the, the brief um, synopsis of that is that I have a lot of jewelry. <laughs> and this is something that I didn't grow up with but that um for the last like eight years my mom has just been giving me and I realized that I have all this stuff that that I thought well you know no big deal I hardly ever wear it it doesn't mean that much to me and then I went home and put everything in a big box um I guess it was Saturday night and I thought well I'm gonna give it up and then I started looking at some of it like oh but I kind of want to keep it it's so pretty and it's hard to give up what you think is pretty and and so anyways today if the stores are open because I found a place that takes that will like sell it for you so just pray for me because today I'm going to try to take this whole box over there and get rid of it and just turn it into money and turn it into souls so just keep me in your prayers and help me and um, hope that it will sell so anyways that's one thing that I've taken away from this weekend to to look different than everybody else that we're not just here to look the same as the world to try to mesh with them so that we can be on their level and you know we have to stand apart we have to look different and that, that was something that was new to me and um that i'm gonna try, that i'm taking away from this so thanks. good morning I'm Brother Douglas. I'm from Providence, Hollywood. And I think we've all been blessed by the sermons. But the biggest blessing for me personally has been the fellowship with you guys. I've been to several camps, several youth activities, and never have I experienced the fellowship that I have today. The brothers really love God. The guys in, in my cabin, we were praising God every night. We would wake up, hey, Doug, let's have morning devotion. And it was beautiful. Never have I experienced that at a youth camp or at any camp that I've been to. I really see God is working amongst his people. And one thing that I really enjoyed is, I don't know how many of you stayed yesterday to talk to uh, Peter Gregory, but I showed him a book and he he said, I'll talk to you later. And he goes, you know, there's a little problem with one area of this book. And afterwards, a couple of the brothers approached me and said, hey, you know, I hope you don't feel bad. And I was like, hey, I don't feel bad at all, man. It's good to learn. But just to see that the brothers were concerned about how I felt and how I reacted to that was a wonderful thing. And it shows me that God 
love, God's love is right here. And I hope we can all share that to all those people around us. And please continue praying for each other because God is really coming. And it's going to be a wonderful thing. You know, like when Peter was saying yesterday, oh man, didn't I see you at the camp? Didn't I see you? I really want to do that. I want to see a lot of you on our way to heaven as we're flying up to meet our Lord. I want to be able to see each and every one of you. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Edmund. I'm from Loma Linda Indonesian Adventist Church. Uh, you know, I've always lived on the edge. <laughs> you know, all I just all my life I've realized that now, you know, God been with me, you know, going through college with barely any money and just money pouring out and then, you know, made it in Adventist school and then, you know, I remember one time when I was, I don't know, I was in a, I, I graduated, got my diploma, but then I can't put, you know, I was in the Philippines at that time, so I can't get it to cash into Indonesian diploma because I was just barely turning 18. I don't have a visa or anything at that time for, uh, you know, because I can't get a student visa. So graduated college and have nothing. And I was thinking, you know what, God, I'm going to go home and then all this time I spent in the Philippines, I'm not going to have anything. And then I realized God just worked so many things and then somehow it worked out for me. And I've been blessed in that school. And, you know, I've been trying to get all my brothers to go into an Adventist school as much as possible, my sisters. And, you know, past few years been a big turn in my life where, you know, I made a lot of bad financial decisions. And I realized when I tried to get my brothers into, you know, Adventist school, and it was like, man, the burden of money is like killing me already. I'm like, God, I can't do this. You know, it's hard with the fun bad financial decision that I made. You'll see, I, I make a lot of bad financial decisions, but, you know, with those and this, you know, I can't make it. But then Pastor uh, Gates was uh, telling, you know, if God wants it, then, you know, he'll provide it. He owns everything in this world. So, you know, that really convinced me, you know, that if God wants my brothers to be there, you know, to go to school in an Adventist school, then have it, you know, his way as he did for me. So, you know, I, I really believe that he'll make things happen. He'll make the miracles. So I want to praise God for this meeting that I've been richly blessed, you know, with all the messages, with all the fellowship. You know, I've, like Brother Doug was saying, you know, I've rarely come into this meeting where spiritual things happening, you know, we have camping, everybody after, you know, Saturday night, ah, oh, it's party now, you know. But then we came here, I mean, we were looking for God. Saturday night, we stayed up till, you know, just to sing song of praises. And I really love that. I really enjoy your fellowship and Amen. thank you and praise God.
Hi, my name is Annie, and I'm uh, from Loma Linda. And I was reading something this morning in John 17 um, that kind of summed up this weekend in a nutshell um, what I what I got from it. And um, it's Jesus was praying to God um, before he um, died and went back to heaven. He was praying for his disciples, and he was praying for us, all of his people that would come down the line. And part of his prayer was... Um, he told God this. He said, Father, I have, I have given you, uh, I've given them your word, and your word is going to sanctify them. And um, then he said, I'm not, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I'm asking you to keep them from evil. And I thought, wow, that's David Gates. <laughs> I have an example of that now. You know, David Gates, he has gone out into the world, and um, God keeps him from evil. And... Then it goes on to say how um, he says, I'm, I'm sending out my disciples just like you sent me out. And that to me, um, God is sending all of us out. And he's asking us to be different, to be radical, um, to not live life like we did before um and it's his word that we stand on his word that will change us and give us what we need and the example of um david gates and of (laughs) peter gregory how he knows his bible um is an example for me to follow for all of us to follow and (laughs) it just gives me a it gives me a a picture that wow life has to be so different now going back and um and the work that god wants us to do and um, that he's coming so soon um just to encourage all of you guys um to go out into the world when we leave here um, and find that experience that David Gates has um, living miracles every day and giving everything to God maybe you don't have money you know you have time you have Um, influence, you have your education, you know, whatever, Um, to be radical in our, um, our walk for God, and just to be different, to live life like, like God is coming in a year, or two years, or maybe five, or whatever, Um, but just to seek that experience that we've had examples of, um, is an amazing thought and and it's possible. Hello, I'm Amber and I'm from the Fontana Church. And um in our youth group at our church, we've had a lot of like struggling times with like secular music and and things of the world, and um, a lot of our youth that's here have been having those trying times with that, and just 
it's like God sent us here and the words were sent to us so we we learn more about that and how to approach people and and teach them the things that we shouldn't be listening to and the things that you know we should be doing for the Lord and we learn that we are able to just give everything to God and just you know give it all to him and he could take it all away from us and I think it's just a blessing that we were all here and able to learn those things so that's just what I want to say thank you Hi, my name is Charming, and um, I'm a member of the Tagalog SDA Church, which is a branch of Filipino New Jersey Church. Well, um, you know, I was born and raised as a Seventh-day Adventist, know God, and our parents have taught me, you know, how to go to church the Sabbath day, but um, I'm not really sure why do I go to church, what do I get from, you know, Praising God. Who is the God, you know? But growing up, I don't really care. You know, he's there. Hey, bless me, Lord. You know, ask him for all these things. But then I don't really feel like he's there. I just ask for it, I guess, because my parents are there. I think that's, you know, God sent them to me. But, you know, it's like I don't really have a connection with him. But recently I just got rebaptized, June 18. Yeah, so it's just, um, I got baptized when I was 10 because of pet finding. I thought it was just cool because everybody was doing it. You know, oh, I want to be baptized. I want to feel how it's like to, you know, go down the water. Oh, you know, I feel whole or something because everybody say that. I was like, oh, me too. But um, since, um, I, you know, I went through the stage of being a teenager and got into a lot of bad things, but I just realized I felt so empty. Um, I got, I gained so much weight, and it's like, where are my church friends? Um, you know what I have? What have I done to myself? Why am I this? You know, I feel so empty. I feel so lost. You know, I feel yeah. like nobody cares about me. And I look back, hmm. You know, I used to go to church. Might as well go back again. And then when I called my friend, um, I found a new friend, and she started talking about the Bible. And I was like, the Bible? I mean, I, you know, I read it. You know, I know the story about Esther and all that. And But, you know, I really get into details like, oh, wow, I can see the power of God, you know, through Esther, you know, the beauty or whatever. But... Um, when I got rebaptized, I finally started to read the Bible, and he helped me through school, you know. And just getting rebaptized, there's a lot of things that happen. Like, Satan's trying to um, distract me, like, you're not good enough. Um, you did this, all these things to yourself. You can't go back to God, you know. But, you know, as, you know, Christ said, you know, come to me right away if on my own version come to me if you know you know you want to come back and but just re getting rebaptized like oh so much drama in my family they think you know oh yeah right you're getting rebaptized you know you, we're supposed to be you know get killed right away every day you know slaughter and all that 
but he doesn't, my dad doesn't really believe that, you know, I can re-baptize and commit myself to God again, because, you know, he's seen me before. And then just this four months of, you know, getting committed with Christ, like, there's no going back. It's really, really hard for me. Like, I feel so empty already. Like, you know, I think, you know, God is not there at all, especially, like, right now. I don't know if he's there. Like, last night I tried to talk to him, you know, search God, you know. I mean, we can see God through nature, but I couldn't see him at all. I feel like, oh, man, where are you, God? But my friend told me, like, even though it's just emotionally, our flesh tells us that, you know, he's not there. But it's just emotions that, you know, we're fighting in our own selves because we're sinners. So, but right now, I just prayed, oh, man, should I should I get a testimony or that? And I was like, I prayed quickly. I was like, please give me a sign. And I look back to Elvin and it's like, go ahead, you know, like, make a testimony. I'm like, man, that's right away, you know, right answer, you know. I'm like, man, I guess I have to go. But now I just, that, you know, it just, it makes me feel like, oh, wow, God really, you know, answered my prayer right away. Even though, you know, I felt so much empty, but now coming, oh yeah, coming here is just, my parents are so against it. You know, like I'm supposed, I went to Pine Spring and I come here and then Janelle and Jason Shizer pray for me and everybody else in my, in the Bible study. I thought I couldn't go and then I cried because my dad's like, no, you're not going. And I was like crying. I was like, Lord, you told me seek you first the kingdom of God, right? It's been, you know, like that when I was in school. Yeah, you gave me all this good grace, but now I really want to go and, you know, seek you, you know? But as I was going home, it's like, Okay, I guess you can go, you know. I was like, oh, yes, he is still working on me, and, you know, he's there for me all the time. So. Amen. Oh, good, it's my height. Hi, I'm Mark. Um, I'm from no church right now. <laughs> I just moved from Massachusetts um, not too long ago. And um, when God called me to come to California, this was, tell you the truth, was the last place I actually wanted to be uh, because I'm scared of earthquakes. <laughs> and, and so I live in fear of an earthquake. But I, when the decision was made to come to California, because there was a decision between um, going a little closer to live to my, next to my family or come here, um, I felt at peace. And I was like, okay, Lord, I don't know why you're calling me to California because that's not... You know, aside from working at Loma Linda, which is cool, I'm like, that's not where I really want to be, but, Lord, I'm going to go where you call me to. I'll tell you one thing. It's hard moving and not knowing anybody. It's another world. And you know what? Moving, God teaches you to rely on him and him alone. And um, from being a person that's very active in your church, when you move and you're back to not knowing anybody, that is hard. But you know what? God opened my eyes, and he's like, okay, um, I'm going to show you a little bit what it is like for my children that don't live with me. They're by themselves. So open your eyes and open your heart and let me be, you know, let me guide you to those that are there that are hurting and that are alone. They might be with other people, but they are still alone. So be open and be ready to speak to my children. And I'm, I think, I'm thankful that God allowed me to go through the experience of being um, by myself here because he has opened my heart to the hurting of others.
But one thing I have to say is I was like, okay, God, it's hard being in another place, but I like going to church and getting like the meat, you know, and getting the, you know, the word. And I'm like, I don't want to bounce from church to church. I think one Sabbath, I went to four churches. I went to like um, early morning service, Sabbath school, divine hour at another one and AY at another one, just trying to find a home church. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. And this Friday, past Friday, I was like, Lord, I really just don't want to bounce anymore. And uh, and I'm horrible at checking my email. And I just went on. I was like, okay, you know, I'll check it real quick. And and I went on, and they emailed me about this place. I was like, okay, I'll. Uh, it's a retreat. I need a retreat. I'll go. <laughs> you know. And it's been such a blessing because so many people have come up and said, well, you know, have you heard about Evan Ho? Or did you hear about this with Evan Ho? <laughs> I'm like, Evan, who? What is that? <laughs> like, I don't know. But it is a blessing because um, I don't know about Advent Hope necessarily, but I'm saying the fire that the people that Advent Hope had or that go to Advent Hope, it's like you train each person to be a recruiter for Advent Hope because they're like, let me tell you and run down. I'm like, wow, Lord, that fire is awesome because you know what? That fire sparked something in me and said, I want to learn more because it's not just that you guys are teaching the word, but it's the light that you have and the joy that you have in sharing the word with someone else. And that's what God calls us to be is when you go out to those out there, go out with joy because they're going to be attracted to the God in you and want to learn more. Um, good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Martin, and I'm from Redlands Indonesian Indian Empire Church. But, uh, yeah, as I was yesterday, just just walking by myself, and I saw this this one interesting plant, and it's basically it was the only plant I found within this within this within this level of range, right? Um, and this plant is very interesting. The, I mean, basically the plants are made of like, like leaves that are that that's like shooting out, and basically outside of it is a very strong leaf and it's very tall, and inside it, and and they basically are are in a, I guess you could say a perfect circle. And inside the, and 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 also inside. Inside this perfect circle are the young leaves that are somehow, it's not opening up yet, but it's still somehow like covered up. And I was just in, and it just happened that I, I was so interested that I was opening up the leaf. Have you guys seen those, uh, if you guys ever seen those, uh, maybe in your memories, you know, like how when you're trying to open up, open up a box, you, you try to open it and then there's a smaller box and then you open it again, there's a smaller box and smaller box, smaller box, smaller box. It was like that. It takes me at least five minutes just for me. You know, and I was so, you know, completely lost out of it except just focusing on, you know, because I was thinking maybe if I open up more and more and more and more, right, I'm going to see something very special inside this. Yet it was very disappointing. As I opened it up, it was, there wasn't any. And, uh, yeah, and it's very, very interesting um, as I was trying to, you know, thinking about it, you know, trying to compose it. You know what is it that you're trying to tell me, Lord? And uh, and and basically, the Lord is is putting impression upon me this morning. Because what happened was that uh, 
there are things that that I need to give up more, and there are there are some things that I just like the way I do it. I just totally lost myself, just totally just focusing on doing on my own will. That I was searching it my own way. That when I that it's basically when I when I departed away from the Lord, you're just basically completely hopeless, you know. And and as I was looking at this leaf that are outside it, it is basically there's a there's a sun shining the light and it's feeding on the light, the word of God, and it's being processed that there, the leaf that are open up that are like shooting up like very tall and very sturdy. Yet the one inside it, they haven't received the light yet. They they didn't receive the sunlight and it's becoming soft and soft and smaller. And once it once there's only Small, you know, when you only have, you know, have, you know, little reliance left on Jesus, that, you know, that it's basically very dangerous that, that you, that it's basically empty. And here, here it is, uh, the Lord is telling me that there are a few things such as one, what I'm, well, since I'm a student, I'm actually have been working, you know, double and triple job. And now the Lord is telling me that I should give up the, those those two other jobs because it kept me away from the Lord, from studying the Word and having relationship, in, in fact, with my family, too. Uh, yeah, so that's my testimony. Good morning. I'm Grace, and I'm from Loma Linda. I have two testimonies that I want to tell you. One is it happened a couple of weeks ago in Burden Hall, and I want to thank the Advent Hope for the wonderful uh, Christ-centered meetings that they've been having there. Um, When Brian Newman was there on Sabbath, uh, after the service was over, I turned around, and I went to meet one of my friends. And... (laughs) I asked the Lord, tell me if I'm imagining this or not, but one of my friends, his face was white. He had a glow on his face. And and I looked at him, and his face was smooth. And I said, my, I'm sure he's having a closer walk with God. So I went to his wife, and I said, did your husband have a closer relationship with God? And she said, yes. And I was so happy that because I know this man, once upon a time, he was a very rich businessman. He had given, donated millions to the church, but now he's in a condition where he has really nothing. And the Lord has changed his heart. And I, I am so thankful once again for the wonderful Christ-centered programs and, and meetings that the Advent Hope is putting up, because that's what we really need, the Advent Hope. And we should not change because the other churches are changing or the society is changing because when Christ came, he set us an example. Now, my next testimony is close to my heart. Going through these meetings has made me make some big, big decisions. Today, after this meeting was over, I was supposed to go with my daughter, and I was supposed to buy a good, nice, expensive car. But I decided that I was not going to do that. Uh, Yes, the car that I have 
has problems and it requires thousands to fix it up. But I don't need an expensive car. I need one that God will help me take from point A to point B. And it's not that I have a lot of money. No. You know where we pay in installments. That's what I was planning to do. So I made that change specifically um, because of what I heard here. And I'm, al- I'm always a person that likes to live with minimum. I don't go shopping. I don't spend a lot of money. But this is one thing that I really needed, a good uh, car. Uh, oops. <laughs> um, because I do a lot of traveling. And the next thing was, um, my daughter doesn't know this, but I made a decision. Um, We were looking for another house to live, and um, I was looking at equity and things like that. And I know that the Lord is coming soon, and I thought, I still need, need a little money for retirement, because I really don't have any retirement, even though I worked in other institutions. I'm kind of like an independent travel nurse. And so um, the prices of houses are pretty pricey. And everywhere I went, I went to uh, the mission area, and the houses available, were they were all built right under the electric wire lines. And I said, no way am I going to uh, get a house over there. So we went to the one near Park Lane to look at those houses there. And... Um, I, and I asked the lady, where are the railway lines? And she showed me where they were. They were just next to the house. And she, and I said, you know what? That throws me off. I'm not going to get a house over there because the noise of the trains. And so the Lord has been closing doors. And I'm, I'm content uh, to where I am. But I was just thinking about my future. And then I realized, you know what? I don't have to worry about my future. You know, I could die today and what will become of all the things that I built. And I want to do exactly what uh, Brother Gates said, to take your assets out and use it for God. And most of all, I want to be available for him. Uh, I want to have the time, more time, to give him um, so that uh, the gospel will go to those especially who don't know him. Thank you. Well, thank you, everyone for sharing. We've heard some very powerful testimonies, and I know there's probably more of you who could share, but we do need to move on to the next part of our program. And I'm just thankful to see how God has really worked in people's lives this weekend. And people are making changes already, and that's that's what this weekend is about, letting God come into our heart and empowering us to make the changes that He wants us to make so that we can be more like Him. So why don't we just take a five-minute break at most, and we need to get on to the next part of our program.